0: <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yes, welcome. It is Thursday. It is nine. So that means, of course, UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, Mr. Paulius Maximus?
1: Paulius <laughs> <Post-Maxus>. Maximus, <laughs> I am not too bad, me. I'm not too bad. How's yourself?
0: But yeah, mate, it is a four day weekend, Friday and Monday off. So the mojitos are in the fridge ready. And... Wait,
1: you've got more off? Yeah. Oh, so there have you go no i don't i'm working tomorrow
0: i am working saturday mind
1: ah uh, get it up you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no like uh, i think well for me anyway for the my, my during my day job um the only day i've got off is monday so it'll be a nice be long line but i'll probably end up end up doing work anyway i'm fit, probably i'm just too committed Too too committed to the cause, so Mm
0: -hmm. you just like paying taxes, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, don't worry, some people are already going to comment and be like, I thought you had Big Game James on. He's setting up, he will be with us any minute, spoken to him, doing his thing. So, don't panic. He is on, he'll be here. He's getting there, he's just getting that internet hamster wheel turning over in uh, over in Ohio.
1: Uh, to be fair, he's probably got a better internet connection than I do. To be fair,
0: yeah. well, I mean, there are third world countries that have better internet connection than the UK, so uh, we're not gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. go there, <laughs> we're not gonna go there though. Um, but tonight we are looking at more stories, more things, uh, and scouting reports and all the rest of it that are happening with the Cowboys as we get closer, uh, to the big day. Uh, but uh, if we just bring in Oh, there
1: he is.
0: What's up? We say, come in with a big entrance. They say, they all bro go.
1: How you doing, man? How you doing Let's good? Go. Let's go.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> looking beautiful, mate. You're looking beautiful.
2: Hey, y'all looking beautiful as well?
0: how are things anyway james it's been a while since we've spoken to you how you doing
2: man been a while dog i missed y'all uh we we missed you too my man we missed you too yes sir
0: if you watch our shows you you are regularly commented on you um but i just want to say one thing though Yes, uh, sir. Because i have been posting on the UK Cowboys group as well, which is really cool. And I yes, have been sir. looking at It's the draft content you've been putting on the YouTube ta- channel. I'm telling you, go watch it. Guys, top-notch stuff. And, Appreciate uh, guys, you, man. Appreciate it. Oh yeah, it's always good to see when people are doing well as well. I love seeing it.
2: Hey, well, like I said, as soon as you told me he was about to uh, have me on the show, I was already at my work. Like, um, <laughs> I'm not going to be staying late. I told my girl – don't be late picking me up because I'm not going to be late tonight. She's like, okay. <laughs> uh,
0: but Cheers what we'll, we'll look at tonight is we'll look at some of the um, news and some of the, the guys right. trying to join dots together as we get closer right. to the big day. Uh, right. So we'll get your take, your scout reports as yes, well. Um, okay. So we'll get them. Um, but I thought we'd start off with some of the news that as has hit um, the highway already is uh, punter uh, Hunter Niswanda has been officially released. Uh, so mm. that means we've only got the one punter on the roster then. Right. Um, so there we go. That that's that. Put that uh, fairly safe to uh, fairly uh, safely to bed. There we go. I get my right. words out. Uh, and also the other big news was yesterday was the big cryptocurrency news that came out. <sighs> Um, uh, i get you to what what are you <laughs> the exhale says it all uh we barely reported it over here but right. what's your takes on it while 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 we both while i got you both on the line i get my words out
2: i mean i guess it's good like i said nobody's ever doubted jerry as a businessman yeah we already know he's the top dog on that but as i said before you starting trends over there Start a train over in a football field and win these wet games when it matters, because you number one in the business, yeah. but you ain't number one on on the field.
1: That's mm-hmm. a problem to me. I completely agree. Like this whole spectacle of we've got a very important important meeting with VIPs and stuff with like the stress Cowboys related stuff. Turns out it's not actually football related. Yeah. As such. And that's what annoys me the most. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like we like, yeah, great. Cowboys are gonna be generating more money for this sponsorship deal or whatever. Yeah, great, fantastic. But how is that gonna trans action into the football team? It can't because we've got salary caps, there's legislations that like all oh, that type of stuff. So it's not exactly news that can be say, Oh, yeah, that's great, right. fantastic. It's just like right, whatever. You Who know? cares? We're exactly. Right now-
2: we already know. We already know you gonna make that money. You feel me? We already know you are gonna get that money on the on the on on, on the business side. There, that's no doubt. Like I said, you know, I made that tweet like I probably met a couple months ago. Uh, you know, he bought the Cowboys for I think it was like five hundred and fifty million. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. they're worth over six billion, dog, dog. They're the mm-hmm. number one sports team out there, period. So if that's the case, they winning off the field. But to me, that's a problem that if you're making, you're doubling your money, but you're not doing those same production on the field. And then I feel like it's like there's no rush to it because you're not winning. You're not losing off the field because your money is still doubling. So where is the sense of urgency when you still making good money. So that's my problem with all of it because I don't feel the yeah. sense of urgency because there ain't nobody pushing the Joneses because they run this. So yeah. as long as they're making their money and there ain't nobody telling them, hey, we got to get this now, they're going to keep on doing this and take their time
1: and the will, And that's the frustrating part to me, dog. Yeah. Well, and, and hindsight, I'd rather have Jerry Jones than Rob Schneider. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I, I'm gonna keep it real. You right. I, I, here's my thing. I don't even hate Jerry. Like I don't hate Jer- the Jerry Jones. Now Stephen Jones, he get on. He get baby nuts. He get on my nerves, dog. Um, mm, he gets he's... on my nerves. But Jerry, you know. But I ain't gonna lie. I feel like Jerry. You you 79, bro. You about to be 80. I'm oh. sorry. I'm not listening. No GM that's 80. Just like with G- 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 Gil Brandt. I get it, but you ninety, bro. You you ninety. Anything you saying now at ninety? Come on, I'm sorry, y'all. This is me. I'm not listening to you at ninety, bro.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's. I'm. I'm just kind of like we we had Stephen Jones on the draft show last year. The date, like on the day on the day of the draft. I remember. I remember. Uh, Yeah, and it was all great and stuff about this. Like, but we are coming to this free agency and how he's kind of operated this whole scenario i'm kind of like i'm losing my but I'm losing a bit little bit of patience with them you know but because
2: here's my thing i the philosophy and i told people this they think i'd just be hating all the time no i told them the <laughs> philosophy of getting young people building through the draft Signing your own. I There's nothing wrong with that. But my yeah. problem is, is that you're scared to jump out there and sign the money in the free agency because of the money. And you're worried about this guy doesn't pan out because we spent this money. But you're taking just a big, a big of a risk on the draft, putting all your eggs in the draft, because if you don't hit these players, you don't know when these players come out of college, they're going to hey. be good NFL players. At least these guys have played four or five years. You know what you're getting when you sign them at least. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, what yeah. what's what's the recent examples actually? Jalen Smith, like that, was a big massive gamble. Like right. taking taking him in exactly. the second round,
2: mm. you
1: know. So, I mean, I don't see what the difference between when you do it with free agency and when you do it right, with that. like so, like say for example, this year we took the the leap and take, for example, David Ojabo, who had the, the really horrible injury at the second round, for example. I Wouldn't be mad at it, but it's still a mm-hmm. big massive risk, you know. Right,
2: it's a risk. So if you're willing to if you're willing to risk like that in the draft, then why don't you do it in free agency? That's the problem I
1: have. Yeah. You're still yeah.
2: taking a risk either way.
1: Especially <laughs> when even getting bodies in for camp, I would have been happy with that. Like get some guards that are gonna be position fillers like that we did with some of the signs like james washington he's not going to be a number one starter he's going to be a position filler pretty much he's going to be there as maybe third string or whatever maybe even get like some guards get some tackles in just to boost up the 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 body the body caring for o-line because we all know o-line and d-line is number one casualties when it comes to training camp yeah mm-hmm. like, like they can fall off like flies all it takes mm-hmm. is one wee minor injury yep. and that's same done so uh so i'm that's why i'm kind of frustrated Side of the two positions keep hope be. alive fellas keep hope alive <laughs> oh <laughs> absolutely absolutely
0: <laughs> um but yeah i mean you know we could we could ramble on about uh the ventures and business venues because like you say i mean we we didn't bother when it came up we were just like and we didn't really bother reporting it it's like we, we were only interested in in winning games, getting good players. Um, so that is where we kind of left it, really. Um, and I know with yourself, James. You, you, you know. I knew as soon as it came up, I was thinking to myself, "Up, oh, I know a few people here were going to be vocal, and you were one of the ones." <laughs> the first- <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> knew I was <laughs>
2: coming. You knew I was coming.
1: You knew I was <laughs> coming.
0: Mm. And- know you too well, mate. Know you too well.
1: Just to be a quick yeah. shout out, thanks again, Benny, for the big comment. What's up to the UK family guys and Joe from Italy? Big shout out, man! Thanks What's for up, with up the UK family? Yeah, yes, well, honestly, we are getting a lot more Europeans all across the spectrum. I love now. It. Like, like so, love Joe, it. one of our regulars, is from Italy. I don't Ooh, know what. Yeah, yes. so he, he's in a much more further ahead time slot yeah, than we are. An hour. Ahead. So an hour ahead. Well, mm-hmm. no, it'll be two hours. He's two hours yeah, ahead, ahead so of us. Fine.
0: I can never remember, but there was somebody from Germany and randomly we had somebody from Vietnam as well once.
2: Nice! So there we go. I I always love seeing that, y'all. I don't know what it is when I see somebody coming from, like like you said, Vietnam or a country I've never seen. It's amazing to me and it just makes you feel good inside, like wow that's pretty amazing that they're listening there you know what i'm saying i i just just, i don't know makes you feel good
0: it it might it's mind-blowing as well for me the technology behind this, yes just like wow that it just makes that world a little bit closer which is exactly yeah Yeah. exactly yeah
1: uh, yeah, mate you're actually right it's actually like 10 p.m ish so yeah so it's um, an hour ahead yeah
0: but here's one for you is what do you feel are the chances of two things one Mm the Cowboys coming to London for the Jacksonville game. And two, do you have a passport to come over?
2: Uh, One, I, I, I I want that to happen. Please. I don't know if it will happen, but please make that happen. Everything. But no, but I am going to get when I am in the process of doing that because I was just telling my girl, um, like five minutes ago, I said, if I go to the UK we are going to kick. <laughs> hey,
0: mate! And you know that you, you come over and it'll just be like, oh wow! Oh, and, and, and you know you, you'll be with your girl and you'll be like, how do you Ooh. know all these people? And, here's, man, and,
1: here's I, the, I'm, a, and
2: I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, man, I'm a probably never want to come come back to the states, James. <laughs> I, I catch you not. Know, I, no, I, I, you'll miss
0: the food. You'll miss the food. No, y'all, you... no, man.
2: The food over here, oh, where y'all got it
0: is. Hmm.
2: When I lived ah. in Germany, I lived in Ramstein, Germany for probably about probably about Jimmy 2 years. Food. food was amazing. Uh. American food couldn't even compare it to it. Oh
0: yeah. They they're um the the uh, bratwurst sausages, uh,
2: burgers, uh, uh
0: just they they do it right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so on no, I'm
1: just saying, it's real. I was just, I just to have on top of that. It's like, to be fair, though, James, you're, you're unlikely going to have to pay for a drink because everyone's going to be yeah. offering to buy you one. To be fair,
2: I hey, I know y'all gonna get me all. Tore up off
1: my you know what. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> y'all my job, dog
2: y'all gonna have me seeing me in the corner slumped over like look at big game he over there Step
0: yeah, yeah he's got no game right now
2: no yeah no game no game James <laughs> <laughs>
0: game James <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, there's a chance we are holding hope yeah and uh, we got so much planned uh, and you know some of it as well revolves around. Content creators, so like you know, if we get like yourself over Law j J all of those guys, if they come over, well, our plan is is to do a uh, like a a group live event. um, Oh my god! In a casino as well.
2: That'll be unreal. unreal. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I'm gonna keep it real, dog. Like that would be so unreal. Like I would be, I would be in awe. Like I would, I would really just be soaking up the the
1: whole moment for real. That would just
0: be (laughs) awesome. Yeah, it, 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 that is one of our
1: plans. So, like, uh, and just think, think uh, yeah, just add on top of it, like the way how things are kind of going right now. I've covered quite a lot of terms of how the semantics of how the international series tends to work, mm-hmm. and it does work, and it does work in our favor. So the host nations this year are obviously NFC. So obviously we're when they run the whole worry was, was Dallas going to be the home team for Mexico. That's not right. the case. It's now Arizona, but. But Jacksonville are always going to be the AFC home team, regardless, because that's the NFL UK agreement. Right, right. And the only two NFC teams that are away to play Jacksonville is the New York Giants and Dallas Cowboys. So it's only one or two of these teams are going to go over. And who the excuse my language? Who the hell wants to see the Giants? Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> you, you here's something that is yeah, but, quite interesting that will interest mm-hmm. you is the NFL and the NFL UK have an agreement to play the mm-hmm. games at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, White Hart Lane. The, this is the but, big one.
1: This is the big one.
0: They have, for one game, mm-hmm. the Jacksonville Jaguars game, moved it to Wembley because Wembley has twice uh-huh. the capacity
1: yes. than White Hart Lane. It's yeah, double so double
0: to...
1: No, I, 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 is it double? That would be amazing. Is, is it not two-thirds? <clears throat>
0: It's a, I think they get like about 40,000, 50,000 in White Hart Lane. It is reduced for NFL games because they make mm-hmm. the, sh- the field shorter well, of course. for medium and everything else. But Wembley, they don't. And you can get about 80,000 in there.
2: Oh, that, right. and, and, it'll be, and it'll be packed. It will
1: oh, be packed. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. If it was anything like back in 2014, it's going to be... I remember that. I remember that. I I I I had
2: chills that game. It was so loud up in there. It was it was almost like a Cowboys game, like in America for real.
0: Just so you know, I touched as well Mike Irving on the shoulder. Since then, even during COVID, (laughs) I have not washed this hand. (laughs) 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 It was amazing. I and I don't even realize he. he, he, he I was like, oh, it's Mike Irving. That's Mike. He's like, uh, oh.
1: And that's another nice special thing about this London game, the like, bearman I you you've touched Michael. I actually had a conversation with Emma and Michael on the microphone when I was pure like, like a wee school kid. But anyway, but but in terms of the actual game, though, it was literally like because the NFL international games, all thirty two teams fan bases are going to the game because it's like the only opportunity they do get to see it. So it was literally the Dallas Cowboys versus the rest of the NFL in that game. It was weird, but at the same time it was like you could feel the like you're saying, you the energy. The energy from a television set. way till you're mm-hmm. actually at the game. It was oh. phenomenal. I'll get chills all game.
0: We need we need you over here, mate. We
2: need yeah. I need I need to be Come over on. there. Come I'm on. Coming. I'm, coming. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm
0: coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Hey, mate, if it doesn't happen, me and Paul... No, it is. We're not speaking... We'll that. get on a rowing boat and we'll start rowing we, the Atlantic coming come
2: you. We're speaking nothing but positivity. We're speaking, ex- we're speaking life into it. We're speaking into existence. E-M-A. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> All right, but let's get into some draft talk while you're here. Because mm-hmm. um, both me and you, this uh, is where we are very, very similar in terms uh-huh. of we love college scouting. Me and you yes, sir. are very similar in that way. I Like, that is my bread and butter. I absolutely uh, love it. Paul will tell you.
1: I mean, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> sorry um, no, Sorry, I'm using the Lord's name in faith and And No, and, it's okay. But He'll understand see, it today. Uh, but if he was to see Mike's less li- yeah, there you go
0: there you go that's my draft that's my draft
2: board mike you do be going hard i'll be seeing that stuff for the uk i'll be like man he'd be going hard on that draft that's why i'll be liking it too you know what i'm saying because like you said you like me i i i love really looking at the college players like i i'm, I'm i've always been this way fellas like even yeah. watching the game even watching the nfl i've always liked the younger players like i've always liked watching the younger players nothing no hate against veterans or anything like that but i always are curious to see how the young players come from the 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 college game to the pro game and see how they adjust and then they become the next superstars it's just great to watch you know the trajectory your your eyes of what you see and then see if they actually do it in the nfl you know what i'm saying it's just the excitement of doing that and it's just man it's just like a really good passion so i'm excited because you know the cowboys live to the draft fellas you know what i mean They don't live yeah. through free agency, uh, you know, the signing room. But the draft is their, li- uh, their, their lifeline. So that's why I feel like a lot of Cowboys fans really get into it as well, because this is this is the bread and butter right here. And yeah. the last few years, Cowboys have some pretty good drafts. So if they can nail this one, I think it could really put them in a good position, even with everything that's going on uh, that we've been frustrated with. If they have another good draft it could still put them over the top in certain a lot of things uh, because those young players come in and they bring breathe, breathe life. As you saw last year, they breathe life into your team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and I mean, like, you know, if you say talking about breathing life, just go back to Jason Witten's comments when he was getting towards the end of his career with Dallas. They bring in Zeke and he's just like, Zeke has brought like a whole new energy to my yes. I look on football jason Witten, just from that one draft with a new guy he goes on to play another what four seasons right Uh, and you know it's just little things like that can inject and inspire these older more veteran players to find a new lease of life in football you Um, saw
2: what michael Parsons did
0: exactly exactamondo from the worst defense to one of the best exactly uh, and, you know, we, we're going to build on that. And one of the things we looked at on because every Tuesday we do a, a, a prospect project show where we just look mm-hmm. at six players, talk mm-hmm. about them for an hour. Last week was cornerbacks and safeties. Mm-hmm. Now, here is a question for you that, um, is there any cornerback in the first round, if he fell to you, you would take? Bear in mind when you think about safeties and corners at Dallas at the moment.
2: Well, I mean, to be very honest with you, Stingley is the name that everybody's talking about right now from LSU. I think he would be the only one because Sauce Gardner and those guys are not probably going to drop. Those guys are going to be the top half. You know, Stingley, they're looking at the injuries the last couple of years. We all see what he did his phenomenal freshman year. And plus, when you looked at some of the measurables, he had a great speed, uh, but his arms were short. So he had yeah. negatives um, that people were still look at um, to probably push him down. And you know how the draft goes. It just takes one person to get off drafted and then the board changes. Like yeah, but it just changes. So it could be a reality that he could fall. And I think that would be the player that you could look at. Um, hey. if he was there at 24, I would have to look at see who else was available to be very honest with you, Mike. I would have yeah. to see who else was available. Uh, because I can't front. I've been liking some of these receivers that they've been talking about, you know, they've been talking about pickings. Led? But, dog, I'm going to keep you real, dog. I keep looking at that Jamison Wilson, Jamison Williams from Alabama, and I know he got yeah. the torn ACL. But, bro, his tape is ridiculous. And I'm yeah. like, bro, here we got him on the squad? Ooh, yeah. So I would have to look at some things. If Stingley fell, I would look at it. But I also look at we got boss man fat. We got Kelvin Joseph. I want to see him. Nashawn Wright. They still have a couple guys. I wouldn't move on from it, but I would have to look at the total players that were because I feel like there's still going to be a lot of other players available where it's going to be hard to just say, "Well, oh, Stingley fell. Let's just automatically go for him."
0: Yeah, I mean, and that is really ironic because, like, there was three of us talking, Brian and Jamie, you know, uh, and we were saying Stingley is one that one guy that I feel he and you you hear people talking about, it, you know, the the. Big draft analytics, the media types saying that he literally ranges from top 15 to second round. Um, like the disparity on him is huge in terms of consensus. But, um, he was the one guy where we said, Yeah, if he fell, you would have to consider it depending on what's there. But Mm -hmm. something else I would look at if Stingley was there. I, mm-hmm. would, I, I would see that more as rather than us take Stingley, I'd look at what we can get from him value of trade. That's right. the only place I would go to on that. Mm-hmm. And, and beyond the, the other two guys, like you said, um, you know, Source Gardner, um, and depending who your cornerback two is, because Stingley for me is cornerback four. Mm-hmm. Um, because tying in when we were talking about him, if you look at Stingley, 2019 Greg does, right. has done virtually nothing since um but also beyond that have a look at his missed tackle rate It's one of the highest in this class he's at like Mm. 19 percent missed tackles
2: that's not good
0: it's not good at all uh when
2: you you play corner especially if i think in dan quinn's defense you got to be able to tackle. Um, oh. and that's one of the things I liked about what I saw with Kelvin Joseph toward the end of the year, he was showing physicality and he wasn't scared to throw, uh, throw his nose in there. And that's what I was, you know, getting excited for, for next year. That's why I was asking, I put the tweet out there, like, you know, should he be the starter in year two? I said he should, because, um, you know, Trevin Diggs came in second round pick. He was a starter. Cheeto yeah. came in as a second round pick. He's a starter and he has the ability to do it. But like you said, it's not just about covering. You got to be able to hold those edges and you got to be able to tackle. And yeah. so, you know, those things stand out to me, Mike. I mean, you know, you got to look at those things and he has an injury history and it's not knocking him as the, the prospect, but you have to look at what this transition to the pros mm-hmm. and. Like I said, that's why I have to look at who else would be available because I can't honestly just say I'm just going to jump on Stingley, uh, because if there's like a Jamison Wilson or if there's like maybe a Jordan, somebody else, you got to be able to look at that because I always feel it starts up front and not the back. Uh, yes. Um, you got to have the With front you end. There. You yeah. got to have the front end, and yeah. we we that's where we, in my opinion, you guys, that's where we really need to address that defense because we have the other parts. We may not have great corners, but we got really good ones. They re-signed Malik Hooker. They re-signed J. Ron Curse. That sets your safeties. You still got um, uh, 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 Mukamu, and you still got uh, Wilson, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your linebackers, you can draft another linebacker. It's deep. But if you get that defensive tackle, i.e. Bohanna, or you draft one, if you get that one tech that really shores (laughs) up your run defense, it changes the whole complexity of that defense, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And the best way to help your corners give them a good trench. And That's it. It's funny that you were talking that literally this entire offseason. Me and Paul specifically have been talking about it. Is that a, a one tech And I'll let Paul take over on this. Mm-hmm. One tech is certainly something we've been looking at quite deeply in this draft.
1: Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like we've had a couple of guys that are proper free techniques. Been filling in, into the gap of a one technique. Like, I, I mm-hmm. definitely see Neville Neville being never, yeah, never. J- got yeah, yeah, a good example, yeah, yeah. really good right. example. Because when you actually look back up the Kentucky, uh, like so, the UCLA footage from last year, his counterpart Otito, um, I can't remember his second name, but the other guy, yeah, that's the other guy that you want to bring into your team as well. Like, have that one two punch combination where you're free to and you want it, but and there's oh, man. If we can get, uh, where's the guy from Georgia? The Jordan Davis. Jordan that, Davis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we can get a guy like him, oofed. Oofed. Uh, <laughs> so even nice. the
2: Travis Jones. I mean, there's some other oh, guys you yeah. guys mentioned. He told this. One oh. of my guys is training this guy named John Ridgeway. He's from Arkansas. He's six foot five, 322 pounds. He's a, a zero one tech guy. But as I said before, if we could really get that one tech and then the Bohanna can take the year two leap. This yes. it makes the defense so much better because your rush ends, right? If they can hold that double team, because that's what they, that's behind the problem. And just like both of you guys that's say, right. I no. agree with both of you. Gallimore is a three tech. Okay. My guy's training him right now. Gallimore is a three tech. Now we didn't have the one tech and you know, Bohannon was still a rookie. So Gallimore had to switch and play the one tech. That's not really his forte, even though he yeah. has the body to be able to hold the point of tech, and that's why I feel like LVE was playing better and our linebackers were playing better because Gallimore came in and he was a big bot and he could hold it. But guess what? If we could get that true zero or that one tech, that makes Gallimore, that makes Oga that makes those guys, because those guys wore down switching to the zero and the three and the one. If those guys can specifically just stay at the three tech and rush the passer, oh my gosh, y'all. We're so much better as a defense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, if you can do that, keep your defensive ends as we are now. Because I yes. want to keep I want to keep Micah Parsons rather than stuck to one position, yes. i.e., linebacker, i.e., defensive end. If I can yes. keep him interchangeable mm-hmm. and then you have that one teak stuff in the middle, and mm-hmm. you've got your three techs rotating, defensive ends, and then you have Micah Parsons doing his thing back there. Mm-hmm. Like you say, cornerbacks now with what you have. Like especially when you're trying to develop one as well, your second round pick, that you're trying to develop him so he has time to adjust and, and learn the complexities, certainly, of uh press man, which is something he he kind of struggles with a little bit. You think all of a sudden this is this is a defense that can elevate itself again from what it was last year. But here's a question for you, right? And I'll ask okay. you both. Can I okay. interest you in a one tech in the third round, i.e.,
2: Travis Jones, bro, I'll jump all on Travis Jones. I don't even think he's going to last to the third round if you want me to yeah. keep it all the way real. I yeah. watched him you in the uh, I he's nice. I mean, he's like six foot four, he's a legit 325. I saw him in this. Uh, we actually went out to the senior bowl in Mo- Mobile, Alabama, so I got to see him up close and personal. Um, I was really loving his game. Um, he is pure strength. He can hold that point of attack. Um, and I, I, I just feel like he has really moved up in the boards. So if he fell to the third round, I would be exasperated. And I feel like the Cowboys have to look at that because like I said, the one tech to me is really, is really the the player that's away from us because we have other parts. We have all the other parts. And yeah. even in this draft, we, remember folks we got four draft picks and if they don't move them you have four draft picks in that fifth round mm-hmm. you can find the the depth in those rounds for you but if right. you can get those 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 big that big boy like if you don't get a jordan davis and a travis jones fell to you you walking out of here feeling great especially if you got a good <laughs> linebacker behind him yeah they resigned lve like you just said mike Micah Parsons, we don't want to pigeonhole Micah Parsons in one position. I'm, I'm He's too that, good. Yeah. You don't want to say you're just, you just pass rush or you just play linebacker. No, you're so good. I want to put you anywhere where I find out the best matchup. So yes. if we got that defense up front holding that point of attack, guess how much my, better Micah Parsons is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, exactly. And uh, we have Jeff Kavanaugh on and. I somewhat agree, but I, I, I'm I'm more. Up for, <laughs> he was saying <laughs> he, he wasn't so much up for drafting a linebacker, more waiting till after the draft and seeing what's on the free agency. Because uh, he's saying he's more after bodies than he is uh, specifically a person. But for me, I think if there is somebody available to you, regardless, I know linebacker is a bit of a premium position, you know, like a, a luxury pick, if you like. Right, but. Right. I just think that the way that this 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 roster's developed, because we're talking really about Micah Parsons that mm-hmm. if I can get a linebacker in, that's going to help him to continue to do what he does best by making him that interchangeable piece. The defense will continue on a trajectory uh, that you want. And we, we, we did a mock draft, uh, if mm-hmm. you remember, Paul, with Jay Tuck a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I think it was in the fifth round, we took uh, McQuan McCall the nose tackle. Um, and I, I think that is a pick, I think is actually reality. I think that mm-hmm. could actually happen. Because you say they have four picks in the fifth round. I think yep. they may, because this is the Cowboys, I think that they may use those comp picks, mind you, in trades to try and move up. If they don't, I think it's going to be a special teams, I you know, like a kicker or something. Right. They're right. going to use that for. Um, but. I do think that, if unless you want to go like Jaden PV, maybe, I don't know, that's mm-hmm. Texas AM, but if you wanted to go down that road or um, McCall, I think that's a great place to take that sort of guy. You, you know, because we, we took Bahana in the sixth round. Right. So, you know, that type of player isn't, now if you're going to not take one in the second round, I feel, wait until day three completely. Right. At I, least I, halfway through day three.
2: I agree because if you look at the defensive tackles, there's a lot of guys out here that you can get later, just like you got a Bohanna that can help your team, and you can have a good ratio, rotation between them too. And I feel like they have hope, high hopes for Bohanna. I feel like they want Bohanna to take that next leap. I, you know, I talked to Bohanna a few times, and he uh-huh. said, you know, I haven't even reached my t- potential yet. And people need to understand the big boys take a little bit longer to develop in that middle because they're coming in at 21, sometimes 20 years old. You're dealing with grown men on that offensive line, take, hitting them with double teams, 30 years old, that know yeah. the savviness of the game. So it I mean, takes yeah. a little bit more time for them to develop. So when we don't see the one tech come in like Bohanna didn't dominate, people automatically want to throw them away and throw them to the wayside, and you don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah. you you got a guy here who basically is still like a rookie because he didn't get a whole lot of tick because you had yeah, Carlos yeah. Watkins and those guys. Yeah. So if he comes up and step, takes that next step, like I said, It makes makes everybody else's job easier. Your defensive ends, DeMarcus Lawrence, your guys that you have on the right side, your linebackers, it makes everything, your your back end, your corners, your secondary, because if you can hold the point of attack, that gives the extra second for that defense to be able to hold the receivers, maybe to make a turnover, uh, because we saw when we got pushed up that middle and that defensive line really did his job, that's when we saw a lot of turnovers, right, fellas? When we looked at the games last year, when the Dallas Cowboys got that pressure up front, we saw a lot of the turnovers happen.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And, you know, when you talk about Quentin Bohana, we we may have even spoken about this with you, that for me, two positions most certainly um, I like to give at least a minimum of three years is quarterback and defensive tackles, mainly because defensive tackles You're waiting for them to get a better anchor, so putting some more sand in their pants, getting into the gym. Because they're playing, like you say, they're they're 20, 21, 22-year-old kids playing against 30-year-old men that have been Mm -hmm. training their bodies for the last, like, half decade. So you've got to give them at least some time to do it. Okay, yeah, some of it is technique, depending on the type of prospect. But most certainly in most cases, it's about developing them from boys to men in yep. terms of athletic profile. So That's I would say you've got to give them three years. Same as mm-hmm. well in some respects to offensive linemen.
2: I, I I totally agree with that because they're playing in the trenches. Your bodies have to develop. You come in at 21, 22 years old, you need to get a certain type of strength conditioning coach to really just be, continue to build you up and get you that, that man strength. I mean, yeah. look at Ezekiel. Even Ezekiel Elliott, when he came in as a running back, he was a dog, but he still had that college body. You yeah, saw him yeah. after a year, he had an NFL body. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can <laughs> yeah. see the difference of his body. You could see, like, okay, he got NFL body now. That was college body. Now he
1: NFL player. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's true. On, Sorry. I know you're going
1: to say I was going to I, I say, you could say, Lyle like, Collins was the exact same first season. He was a wee bit kind of yeah. n- not yeah. the most athletic looking, but as years on, you can see the impact on the muscle aren't they for what you had to do within the pros, within the offensive line?
0: Yeah. I, I, I think what it is with offensive line is we've been quite lucky with the Cowboys that, yeah. you know, you get like a guy like Zach Martin, Travis Redd, where they, uh, you know, Tyron Smith as well, mm-hmm. where it was literally picked them up from college and they, they dropped them into the offensive line and they just hit the ground running like that. They were instant right. pro bowlers. Right. That right. literally never happens. It's like right. you're talking about like a one in a million. You know, Mm -hmm. when that happens, the Cowboys did it three times. So I think the expectations with Cowboys, especially when the offensive line for the Cowboys the last half decade has been so dominant that they're just like, well, longer than that decade, you could say, Mm -hmm. where uh, all of a sudden it's not like that. The expectation is, well, I just want you to draft this guy and make it work.
2: Right, right.
0: Um, Because that leads me to the next segue is um, for you, in the first round, because we're connecting mm-hmm. dots. Uh okay. and we're, we're looking at the dots being connected. uh uh-huh. They protected themselves at wide receiver with James Washington, protected themselves at defensive end. Um with uh Dante, 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 Dante Fowler, Fowler. Dante Fowler, Dante Fowler mm-hmm. sorry, I apologize. And Doris
2: on Junior, because they resigned yeah,
0: him. Yeah, yeah, uh linebacker, they've taken they brought back L V E safety right. seems to be fine. The right. right. one place they haven't is inside offensive lines, left completely blank. Right. um williams has been shifted off as you say mm-hmm. we've lost Lyle collins or mm-hmm. i've got Terrence to it but the, at the moment it's conor mcgovern we already know what they think of conor mcgovern because they right. they told us that last year they put exactly. him in for williams and went yeah that's not working either so we're exactly the back so mm-hmm. we know what they feel so they haven't brought in any free agency so do you think connecting the dots first round inside offensive line
2: to be honest with you, I mean, if you listen to Stephen Jones when he had that interview, um, when they interviewed him and they were like, you know, what what are you looking like at 24? And he's like, obviously, offensive line. I really feel like they are looking at offensive line. You know, Zion Johnson, he visited. Um, you know, uh Kenyon Green from Texas AM, I believe they like him a lot. Yes. But he also said, but if a CD Lamb type or a Jordan Davis type is at there at 24, we're gonna have to consider it. And so I feel like they – I think they're going in there like, let's see how the board falls. Let's see what offensive linemen are available. That's what we probably want to go with. Let's see what it is. But if one of these receivers fall that we really like or one of these other players that dropped that we really like, then we're going to go ahead and grab him, and then we're just going to try to make it happen in these other rounds. I'm not mad at that, fellas. I'm going to keep it real because I don't want the team to feel like it has the need to – we have to fill this at 24 no matter what and then you don't you look you 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 miss out on a player that could be a difference maker could change your whole dynamic you know what i mean because we saw We've seen plenty of times team want to go with their board and then a player falls to him. You got to grab him. CD Lamb. I know people be trying to hey, hate on him play. right now. I don't get it. I don't get that hate on CD Lamb. Like, if you look at his numbers, his first two years, it's not his fault he had Amari Cooper and them guys, but he's been ultra productive. So you got a guy that fell to you like that and he's being productive. You don't want to lose out on that. So you want to go in there and say, yes, we need this left guard. Yes, we need to rebuild this offensive line. But, man, if we got this player right here that could just really change the whole team, look at what the Bengals did, right? They needed an offensive lineman last year. Is that correct? They yeah, needed an offensive he... line. Joe Burrow got smashed. He got his knee busted up, he was up out. And he was he out. Everybody was saying in the draft, offensive line, offensive line. What'd they do? Jamar Chase. What happened? Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah.
1: Not per- yep. yeah, good example. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm definitely on the boat for best player available. I'm mm-hmm. definitely like for the first time in a long time. I'm really am um, like, it would be great to have an O line, yeah. But I know, fine, fact, there's some absolute gems in that second and third rounds, and and Mike knows who are exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but, right, yeah. right so right, right, i'm gonna say right, i'm gonna say so i want and i would like to get your opinion on this but i'm uh-huh. a massive fan of cole strange from chattanooga massive uh-huh. fan of him and i think he can be and he can play the center well he's been tested at center but he did play primarily at guard as well so i just want to know what would, would you think would you think he'd be something possibly in the later rounds if he if he was to fault us i'm i'm
0: i'm
2: all in with Cole Strange, what you're talking about, and not just not just him. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of depth, folks. I mean, there's a. This is sure. what I said in the beginning, Paul and and Mike. This draft doesn't have the star power, as you've seen some other drafts. But what it does have is depth, depth, Absolutely, depth. Yeah. And man, are we feeling good because we don't. That's why I said. Dallas doesn't have to reach because there's so much depth. There's a lot of depth on the offensive line. There's depth on the linebacking court. There's depth at defensive tackle. There's depth at defensive end. So you don't have to jump out there and reach and say, oh, my gosh, we have to get an offensive lineman at 24. If we don't, we're the, the draft sucks from here on out. That's not true. You're still going to be okay. And just like you said, Paul, I- I'm filling you with Cole Strong. It's strange, especially if he's, like, in a fourth and fifth round. And he's available to you, and you got those four picks, you can build up the offensive line. Then I've had my drafts that I've done myself where I haven't touched the offensive lineman until the fourth round, and I still feel good about the draft.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, one of the things we can't attest to is people forget that we still have Mark Farniop up and Josh Ball, on, yeah, on roster. Sure. but like we're, we're in a vacuum uh, as fans being on the outside looking in, we can't right. attest to how they've developed during this season right. and how much better they've gotten. They might right. feel really comfortable with is. those two guys in, in uh, as depth and be like, mm, there we go. Aha!
2: Uh, Marcus, Marcus what's up? You know?
0: We were literally talking about him before we went live.
2: Hey, Marcus goes hard in the paint. I love Marcus, man. He has in-depth insight. I love listening to him. I love listening to what he says. Anytime he says anything about any player, I jump on there and I look at it and I read it and I I got mad respect for you, big dog. Killing it over there with Bluff City. I love his evaluation. And just like you said, guard is deep. So you don't have to jump out there and say at 24, oh, we have to get a guard. No, you don't. Because guess what, fellas? I really feel in this draft, when we come at 24, there's gonna be some really tough decisions because there's gonna be about three or four players that the Dallas Cowboys gonna want. You're gonna be like, "Oh my yeah. gosh, we got this guy, this guy, and this guy. What are we gonna do?"
1: Here, here, and here's another thing. I think it actually puts us in a much better position for teams that want to trade up. For yes, us. you got those picks available too. This is to me, fellas. I, I just, would trade, I would trade back and get more picks. Like hey, we are seeing, you come to the I did
2: My last my yeah. draft, Paul. You know what I did my last. My draft we just we did the i think it was like pro football network right and they're pretty good because they trade heavily right yeah. so we were about to pick at 24 and then they had a trade with buffalo they wanted that 24 pick so bad all i had to do was trade back one pick to go to 25 and i gained an extra pick in the third i took that like like white on rice i oh, jumped I. on that oh, and I. added a d a, a dn like you feel me? This is the draft where I feel like the Cowboys need the wheel and deal in this draft because this is the draft you can do. That this is the draft to get real fun and have yeah. some good times in some draft and really come out here like a gangbusters.
0: Yeah, I, we I, did I, that poll, didn't we? We traded back. Yeah. In so our, our
1: last yeah, contract. yeah, well, it was on. Uh, we were live on the j Talk show. There was us, mm-hmm. uh, uh, me, Mike, uh, Professor O, Professor mm-hmm. O uh my own and uh Jeter, and we all kind of like had this discussion I watched it. and, ah. yeah, and so, so saw, uh, also because so, uh, we were thinking like the cincinnati pick and i was getting too greedy i was like no nah, get get uh, i mean
0: this is the perfect draft like you say james you, you encapsulated it beautifully where you say that it's not a star power but there's depth so when there's depth and you're picking later in the draft You've got the opportunity to be cute with your yep, picks. Absolutely. And you it's mean, trading down as being cute. Um, mm-hmm. So I just think that you'll have options available to you. Um, I, I, there's talk about callbacks starting to sneak back in, there's that talk again. Ridders starting to start getting a bit of momentum at the moment yep. which is great. You want these things. Yeah, we want happen.
2: that to happen. Yeah, yeah because if it's that like, happens, we're going to get a player like, "Oh my gosh, he's available. We want We want that chatter for these quarterbacks." You feel me yeah. because this ain't no great, great draft for quarterbacks in my opinion. It's not. No. No, uh but no, if no, they want to no. get hyped on these quarterbacks and and draft them early, do it, please, because you're going to push these other players down in the draft and when Dallas is there at 24, you can be like, "Oh my god, he's available. Mm-hmm. Get
1: him." you can see it was it was the same for us last year look at how many quarterbacks were taken like within the first 10, 10 picks. packs right. sat jones there was the guy who went to san francisco barely even got a game like right. like and then it kind of just left to open the doors for other players yes. uh, other players yeah. like we we didn't know what the panthers or broncos were going to do we had no idea they would go for cornerback because obviously we right. knew last year that was Jerry's preference. We all talked about, yeah, get we're getting our cornerback type of thing. Get Patrick Syste, that was the main talk. But, yeah. but man, am I happy with the Michael Parsons back? You better believe it. After you after that, believe it. Oh yeah. yes,
0: it's just like a good example though of it's a lottery. That
1: it's an absolute lottery.
0: Not just a lottery, but things that can happen before, like say for instance, with the Cowboys, that the Packers decide to trade up to go get their wide receiver. So that's the first Yeah, I, you never know. Do you know what I mean? I know. You well, you know, well, wide receivers well, to the Packers are what safeties are to the Cowboys. But yeah, well, I, I agree. I, but...
1: I, I don't, I don't want to bust your bubble, mate. But they did just sign Sammy Watkins to a one-year deal I today. did see that. I, I feel
0: they like signed they Sammy Watkins. Yeah, yeah one-year deal. One-year deal. Four, four million. Four
1: million. Yeah, that's an absolute steal. To be fair, for four million. It is because they be hating on Sammy
2: Watkins. Like I don't care. I'll I would have took
1: You for the cheap for four yeah. million. I would have took him.
0: I would have took him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, but to me, that's more than protecting themselves. Right. For if right. they don't get their wide receiver in the draft, because basically they what we've did, done though, with Because Jane this Hopkins
2: is done. a good draft. You can get uh, if, the, uh, if the Packers need a receiver. They lost. The, uh, they lost your boy. Um. So Devontae Adams. So. Yes, they can still recoup. You just signed this guy. You can recoup. You can get a couple receivers. Like I said, Dallas can get a couple receivers. My last two, my drafts, I drafted two receivers, one early, one late. One, you know, I felt like was a difference maker,
1: and one was more of a speed guy, return guy. You can Mm. get it. And that's an thing. That's an athlete as well. It's just an thing, just to add on top of it. We haven't even talked about the need for players within special teams. That's an thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, of course.
1: Obviously, Cedric Storm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like, We need a Norm- punt returner,
2: fellas. We yeah, need someone that, that do something in the punt return game. And there's some guys that you can find. And like I said, with those fifth and maybe sixth round pick, you could find a guy that can have some speed. Because some of these guys that were running those four threes in those combines are not getting drafted early. They're going to be later for you. And if they have any kind of res- special turns ability, three guys that I've been liking, Bo Melton, uh yeah oh yeah fellas jones and danny gray those are three receivers that i like that all ran four threes and they all have returnability and you got you can guarantee get those guys around that fifth round those are guys that are available to you and dallas hasn't had a four 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 three guy in over 20 years so i feel like they definitely need to look at that As far as the receivers, um, you know, because we need some speed, fellas. I like the receiver we have, but we need somebody that can can just air it out and just throw it deep and he can just take the top off the defense because when you get a receiver that can really take the top off the defense, it makes them defense. I'm telling you, when you got a fast guy, that defensive coordinator will always keep his eye on him and he will back up a little bit when they are a threat. That's when the C.D. Lambs and the Michael Gallows and those guys can work underneath. And I just want to say one thing. I'm really frustrated that Malik Turner went somewhere else. I don't care. People are like, oh, Malik Turner was a 4 fruit. I don't care. He had potential, and I feel like he's going to do good in, in San Francisco.
0: He was handy to have around. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I liked um, him, man. Yeah. Uh, and because one of the guys I'm really, really hoping for me that fits the bill, because like um, the way I always like to think of a wide receiver core is like a basketball team. You want mm-hmm. a mix uh, of different types of players. And for me, right. there's too much of the same with Dallas. You know, yes. uh, not as bad as the Clemson wide receiver core because they are literally all one of the same. But mm-hmm. Cowboys, are, you know, they, when you look at it, they they, they they're fairly similar-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, second round guys, are, are, and I'm telling you, if because we're live. I spoke to you about that. We'll speak to you about it again. But we're live for the draft. And if they draft Christian Watson in the second round, my computer's getting thrown against the wall in hype.
2: From North Dakota State. North Dakota yes. State, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he nice, dog. I, I I seen him at the Senior Bowl. He's a late bloomer, too. Yeah. Um, he got those size and the wheels. And I just feel like he gets in the right system, he's going to be ultra productive. Uh, yeah. He's he. he, he He's got he – got, I don't know. He has an attitude. Like, when I was watching him at the Senior Bowl, he, mm. he has an attitude I like about him. You know what I mean? He, he's very aggressive as a receiver. And see, yeah. I, I, that, so, I like that when I see a receiver who's very aggressive. I like receivers who are aggressive. I don't know. Just something about them when they're aggressive. I like those type of receivers. He has an aggressive attitude.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, like, don't get me wrong. FCS, so obviously you're going right. to question – the, the type of teams he played against, but
2: he's different though,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I but I think give him a year, like, especially with this wide receiver core, when you look at what's mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. he's got the speed, right? Let, let me just go through this with you, right? Okay. And it's it, straight away, you're just gonna okay. go, oh, oh, I want this, right? So, six four, six four, two oh eight, 208, just to begin right. with, right? 70, nearly a 78 inch wingspan, 32 mm-hmm. and a half inch arm length. So you say, okay, that's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. Right? But then you do this. You go, he's got a 10 yard split of 146. That is rapid. That's like 98 percentile. 40 yard dash, 436. 91 percentile. So when you're talking size and speed, this is a size speed demon. Mm-hmm. Straight away. Taking your top off. Vert 38 and a half, 84 percentile,
2: broad jump, 136, 99th percentile. I mean, and you know what? He can return, he can, he can do return, he can return punts, he can yeah. return yeah. kicks. So he he's versatile, he's versatile enough to do that. And I I, I like his mentality. I, I really do. Um, but I need y'all to keep talking. The the drink is going through me right quick, so I gotta I gotta run right quick. I'm gonna be right back.
0: Right. Right. yeah, you go, Mark. Nice, man. <clears throat> but, um, for you, Paul, i know um, we're talking depth, but one of the things that came out, uh, yesterday, in fact, and it is in one of the comments, I think Joe made a comment about it, and we'll get James when he gets back his take. And, uh, it was about that Jerry made a comment, and we put it on our social media that, um, if the mood is right and the feelings there. They are actually willing to trade up in the first round.
1: <sighs> Smoking mirrors, mate. Smoking mirrors. That's all. Do you all I'm think? Saying.
0: Do you think because we're now officially into lying season, he's because Jerry isn't really one for lying too much on these sort of cases. But do you think that's the case?
1: At at this point in time, I just wish Jerry would just shut the hell up. I really do. <laughs> like like this whole smoke it. it it's right, yeah. It's correct. Like as the one thing I like, Jerry's really good at is causing head, making headlines. And that's
0: yeah, what Jerry, yeah. And,
1: that's, and that's what Jerry is doing right now. Like the idea of potentially drafting up, we're not drafting up. Let's be real. We need those picks. We really need those picks. Like, yeah. all right, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen, yeah, I was listening
2: and, to Paul. I was listening to Paul. He's right. I don't mean to cut you off. I, I I totally agree with you. Just be quiet, Jerry. Shut up. Stop talking. Don't tell nobody nothing. Uh, yeah, if we, if we had some, we had a potential. We traded. You know, why are you telling people? Just shut up, yo. Why can't you just be like, hey, we don't know. We'll see. We, we like where we at right now. And we'll worry about that later. What's
1: wrong with saying that? I mean yeah. look, 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 yeah. look what happened with the whole Mary Cooper situation. Yeah, we're looking to trade away Mary Cooper. If we don't get a trade, then we're gonna release him. Why would you tell anyone that? Right, why why we're gonna wait till you depreciate <laughs> the value?
0: Well, yeah. yeah, and, and, and that not just that's
1: that, what happened. And it's like when that all of that happened, you're seeing like the Devante Adams, you're seeing like such and such trade for much more higher value than a fifth round draft pick. And I mean, uh, not on. even
2: that, folk, not even that fellas. Well, you know what frustrated with me? Because I felt like if you felt in your head that you were probably going to release him in two years anyway, then why wouldn't you feed him the ball to make his trap value higher? So if yeah. you were going to release him, let's say get 90 catches to hundred catches and over a thousand yards. Well, guess what? You're gonna say, "Well, we ain't taking no fifth round draft pick for him." You see his numbers. I want a second or a third because that's why they can go uh, Devontae Adams and that other those other receivers can 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 command those high draft picks because their numbers are doing it. When exactly. you put him as the third leading receiver on your team and he's getting under a thousand when he just had a career year the year before without Dak Prescott, you're hurting yeah. yourself business wise and getting picks. And, and but and- then. And
0: on,
1: Paul, on. I, I was going to say is that like you can't use the, the the cap to justify bringing it down a level. You should mm. be still. You should be keeping the bar set high for your draft, like like for for the trade. But then value, you,
0: you know, like coming full circle on what you're saying that you know, oh, you want to feed him, give him more target, give him Ari Cooper more targets, um, which increases his trade value. But then if you went down that road of feeding him more. His production would have been more. So you would have been like, well, he is worth the cost. So then it's just that double-edged sword of what they were doing with themselves, really, more than anything.
1: Was yeah, I, I, I
2: agree with that. You know, because people in the background are going to be like, well, he just had these other crazy numbers. Why are you getting rid of him? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you can also say, hey, we want to go in a different direction. This is what we wanted to do. I mean, you get a pick from him, and if you had it in your brain that this is what you want to do, you have to spin it to the media and say, hey, we just want to go in a different direction. You don't badmouth the player or anything like that. We just want to go in a direction, and this is what we thought. But guess Mm -hmm. what? We got a great pick from it. You know, he's happy, we're happy, and that's that's, that's what we want. But I feel like you don't undercut the player and diminish his value knowing, I feel like knowing, you were probably going to get rid of him anyway so why would you depreciate his value if you felt like you were going to do that anyway that's where i'm coming yeah. from that angle but
0: yes yeah. oh, Paul, Paul, i keep coming in before you're about
1: to speak <laughs> on, yeah sorry man i'm used to it <laughs> <laughs> There's lots no, to say. No, like, like the only thing i really like go, kind of relate back to the original question is trading up <sighs> i don't really see the need for us to trade up, especially when we've got nine draft picks we need we're going to be using all those nine draft picks for something Either it's going to trade up back into the main trade back into the first or trade back into the second something like that if we trade back, we're going to do there is going to be some type of trade but i don't see it as trading up in the first round i don't yeah, see that, no, no, no. no, no, yeah. that happening
0: Maybe like day two in the third round, use the context yeah, to try and do yeah, something you, to whittle yourself back in to the it, top one hundred picks.
1: If there's that if there's that one guy that we know that could be an absolute starter from a day yeah. two purpose it absolutely yeah. go for it. You know what like I mean?
0: Like the the Jabril Cox moment where you were oh, just like man. that's not like that Jabril Cox
1: I'm still baffled. How the hell did we get him in the fourth round? Seriously, <laughs> yeah,
0: I know, but uh, you know, I, I'm thinking in terms of that is like a scenario where you're like, we don't want him to to go into day three. Let's let's move up in the draft and get him in the third round, like that sort of situation. You know what I mean? But
2: and if you look at Dallas in their history, I, I I can't say this for fact. But I know they don't really like dealing in that first round unless, like you said, if you want to make a splash. I don't think there's a splash player to really make, no. in, in my opinion. So you don't need to make a splash. And just like you guys were talking, I see a lot of the willing dealing on the day two, day three guys where you yeah. see somebody maybe in a fourth round. You're like, hey, this dude fell in the fourth round. Let's package one of these picks and get him because we don't want to lose them. Uh, I can say I can take a point where they're like the Jelani Woods kid, the tight end from Virginia. You're he's been the talk guy. of the town. You know what I'm saying? So what if he's like in a fourth round, early fourth, and he's still available and maybe he's picks ahead of you, then I could see a Dallas saying, hey, we want to get him. Let's package one of these picks. So I think that's where the willing and dealing is going to happen. Late third, fourth, fifth rounds. If they do anything, that's when I think they'll do it.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. Jelani Woods! I was talking about Jelani Woods in January. He's I'll, fast. Uh, oh, He's a fast. monster! A monster guy. Big Six kid. seven, two hundred and sixty pound, and the way he moves. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Um, now uh, That's Yeah, especially if they they don't know what their plans are going uh, forward with. Um, with the time we got already, Dalton Schultz. Right. Um, but...
1: Sorry, mate. just again, once again, yeah, I was trying to say something nervous on him, man. But uh, funny that we're talking about Jelani Woods there. He is the third pick within Dan Boogler's um, mock draft. Yeah, yeah I he... see. I...
0: Third round is the sweet spot for me for Tyler. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But I'm not too thrilled with his second round choice. I would have got him in a, if he was in the third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: You, you're not a big fan of the rebels we you know maybe.
1: Like, I, like, like. i i like sam williams but i just don't see him being a second rounder it's right okay i want to it's tell Rick. you something about sam williams racket
2: right? okay. i want y'all to listen to me to this. Go on this um, go, go. all right so I'm, I'm a guy that just, I read and I check things. So I was, I've been a Sam Williams guy on him since like early January. You know, I yeah. was really watching him, really liking him. But even then I said, he's more developmental. I still wouldn't take him before the fourth round, mm-hmm. but then I read something. And I'm not saying this couldn't, I'm not saying this is true, but this is stuff you got to look at. So you remember Charles Tapper when, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oklahoma? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dallas had a, remember he tore up the combine, had a Mm -hmm. great combine. That's what really moved him up. Right. Then he got injured. But here's the thing. I looked on his background. He was a basketball player. He was, basketball was his first love. He wasn't really a football guy. His mom was basically like, you need to get either play football or get a job. So he did it more out of, I have to do this to provide and take care of my family. So I feel like and I've coached a lot of football and when you're forced, when parents are forcing their kid to do it, they're the ones that are easier to quit. Because if they're saying I'm doing this for my family, but there's not really passion for it, they're easier for them to quit or injuries happen. It's easier for them to kind of move away. Yeah. Well, when I looked at Sam Williams background, it's almost as similar as Tappers. He was a basketball guy all the way. He didn't even play football until a senior. Year. He was a bas- basketball yeah, yeah, was his yeah. first love when he played football. He tried to quit a couple times. His mom said, no, you're not going to quit. He says, so I stuck with it. And he's doing it now. Now, I don't know about y'all, but just me, when I hear your mother saying you can't quit and you try to quit a couple times, football was not your first love. Basketball was. I'm not saying those are red flags, but I keep my eye on that. So Mm -hmm. I'm not, if me, I'm a general manager and I'm drafting and I read that story, I'm not drafting him in high second round. I feel like that's bust potential. Let me yeah. get him in the fourth and I'll feel better because I didn't feel, uh, send a high pick for him. Absolutely. And when I see that, I don't want a player that maybe the passion might not be there because it might be easier for you to quit or easier for you not to go as hard because yeah, it's not yeah, your yeah. passion. And those things matter because these players aren't robots folks. They're not yeah. robots. They're human beings. And yeah. i look at all those things because those can really be deciding
1: factors of whether they go hard and take it to the next level or they don't. And, that... and and sorry about it. and here's the thing with like, regards to Sam Williams, right? Like everyone's talking about his stats. It's like, yeah, he's got great stats. He's got a good he's got a good straight line speed. But if there's one thing I thought kind of lacked of, it was his lateral speed. It's changed his changed of direction. Yeah. I thought that that was the one thing to me that really stood out, and and that's why I says well. For you to be the edge rusher you need to have the, the more quicker ability to bend rather than just bulldoze every person like yeah. you need to show more than just an actual pass rush rather than yeah. like, where's the rip moves where's like
0: the toolbox
1: like, yeah like there's yeah. going to be more in your repertoire so that's why i, I, I was kind of out there on outspoken about it on twitter and stuff like that, saying that it's like <laughs> And I got absolutely ridiculed for it. Don't uh, worry, I was there right. to
0: your rescue. Yeah,
1: Don't I the ridicule.
2: Take the ridicule. Stay with it and take the ridicule uh, okay. because it's okay. Because he got 12 and a half sacks this past season, but if you look at his tape, the guys he, he got the he sacks on, uh, there was a few exactly. games where the offensive lineman wasn't even there. It was an easy sack. So those stats can be deceiving. So when I see a guy getting 13, 14 sacks, I got to go look at the tape and see Again. how he got those sacks because some of them are real easy and they can be inflated. You can get a guy get a three or four sack oh, game, but he really didn't said, do nothing against anybody. And now all of a sudden he looks
1: like a, a, a gamer. You just said the magical word inflated. That is a perfect example. Like There could be guys in the seventh round that might have 10, eight sacks a season, but it's like, oh, why is this guy no higher up? Well, if you watch the film there's a reason why like you look at the competition you look at who he's up against you look to see what he has in his toolbox etc etc it yeah. all adds up and that's the thing like you need to watch the film to really make a good judge of like where yep. you see him fit so mm-hmm. honestly that is just absolutely absolute spot on Spot yeah. on, James. Spot well, on.
0: Don't you worry, I was there to arrest you. I've watched, I, I know, I know, I've <laughs> watched Black Book Down. Nobody gets left behind, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you, you're talking about attitude and quitting. It's one of the reasons, oh, and I spoke oh. about this. About, I've got a, um, Grand um, is another guy. Um, for me, I'm out on. I believe he's bust material. He quit on the team twice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so for that's. Me, dude,
1: right here yes
0: yep yeah, but again here's my trouble with Carl Afters remember when we had Kavanaugh on i've got Boye, Boye maffe uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> higher than carl afters yeah. and you can argue the point but my point to that is is just that carl afters you you oh. see you see carl afters knocking on the door a lot but he doesn't finish and right. that's my trouble is if he's not finishing in college what gives you the confidence he's going to finish In the NFL, in the pros. Boy, on the other hand, is the reverse. You're seeing that with him. And that's why I'm that way around. Um, Some people would disagree with me on that. But I'm willing to, like you say, I'll I'll jump on that one and stick around on it as as long as you want.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm going to say this about Koloftis. My guy, Brandon Tucker, is training him. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to get a beat on him because, you know, a lot of people were saying, like you said, some people were all the way on him. Some were like, yeah, I don't know about Karloftis. You feel me? And one of the things he said about Karloftis, he told me, and, you know, Tuck has been, you know, he's been training guys for a long time. He said he really feels like Karloftis will be a better pro than college player and that his okay. game is, will be better suited for the pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I get what you're saying, Mike, about, the Tyrone Crawford syndrome, because that's what I'll call it.
0: Because yeah, Tyron yeah, Crawford
2: yeah. was a guy that was always close, but he could never finish some sacks. You know what I mean? But you could yeah. see the pressure, you'd be like Crawford would be there, and then he'd miss it, and you get frustrated. I feel like, <laughs> and when you look at his build and Carloftis' build, they're almost kind of like identical if you look at them and mm-hmm. the way they run and the way they yeah. attack the, the line of scrimmage. Um, Boy Mafe, I really like Boy Mafe, but when I, I, here's the thing. You watch the initial tape, I was like, boy, Mafe, I like him. And then I watched him in the senior bowl, and then I seen where he's turned up. But then I watched him in some games, I'm like, he's still kind of developmental right now. I don't yeah. know if he can really just set that edge right now. I don't know if I can start him as a full-time pass rusher right now. I will be a little leery where I feel like Karloftis could come in and start. Now, he has to have the right system, but I That's feel like he's guess. more starter yeah. right now than Mafe. Mm-hmm. but I feel like Mafe's ceiling. Is higher as far as if he gets it, he's he his his ceiling is higher than to be Karlaftis.
0: That was the yeah. one that I've got, is that <clears throat> Bay is a little bit more interchangeable in terms of what you can do with Karlaftis. Like you said, that is what it is for me, is he is extremely scheme specific. Mm-hmm. You get him in the right scheme, and I agree with you. Yeah, he, he will have a higher ceiling now them by a mafia but right now in a vacuum i've got them that way around due to team right. specificity specificity there we go i, I feel you yeah, yeah, yeah um but <laughs> the, 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 the last point i wanted to hit which was about wide receiver because a lot mm-hmm. of people are saying um i'm not confident in taking wide receiver in the first round after we've done it with uh cd lamp they feel it's too early but for me the 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 chew in point on this one all of a sudden has become this off season that you look at some of the wide receivers the contract sizes they're getting um blowing the banks and they they're not necessarily either some of them um ones where you would say they they a top 10 wide receiver or a top 20 wide receiver some of them that have had big contracts this season barely even um for me are barely even starting wide receivers. Yet, they're in the top 10 all of a sudden this year in um, how expensive they are. To me, that all of a sudden, because of the 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 cost of the wide receiver, means that if you take one in the first round, you have the fifth-year option. Do you think now that's going to come into play on value, taking a wide receiver like, say, Burks, um, Olave, if he was there, do you think that's going to play into the Cowboys' frame of mind of adjusting their board?
2: I mean, that's a great question right there. I mean, that's an awesome question. You had my mind thinking like the whole time when you were speaking it. Um, That's going to be tough because I feel what you're saying because, you know, wide receiver is premium. These guys are getting big contracts as receivers, man. And you know what the Cowboys do. When those receivers start wanting a lot of money, they'd be like, eh. You know, they start balking a little bit with these receivers. You know how (laughs) Stephen Jones is. So I think that's definitely going to be looked at. Um, And there's a lot of receiver depth. Uh, But, Mm -hmm. man, if you have, like, a Jameis Williams or, you know, one of these top guys, that's going to be really hard to turn down uh, because I'm going to keep it real, dog. I keep going back to Jameis Williams. Man, he's explosive, and and that can really turn your team from here to here. We saw what Dallas was before Amari Cooper came there. When Amari Cooper came there, the whole offense changed. Like, it became dynamic. So that one receiver can make your offense go from here to here. So that's really tough, in my opinion. It's hard to say no to that, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand totally how you feel, especially with the Cowboys dynamic with the money. But if you have a dog out there, I'm still like, you got to take it.
0: Uh Because I, I, I'm just thinking fifth year option, yeah. you know, especially with CD Lamb, <laughs> <the, the laughs> co- you know, the costs on wide yeah. receivers nowadays. To, to, you think about it. A lot by of the money. time, yeah, by the time we get to CD Lamb we'll going, okay, I want to be paid now, you're thinking wide receivers at this point are probably going to be like, <laughs> you know, 30 million by this mm-hmm. point. You know, i may mm-hmm. maybe exaggerating, but it's very possible the way right. that it's incrementing, you know, when you think of inflation. Now I'm thinking, well, that fifth-year option for an expensive position is certainly going to have to pay uh, of pay or it's certainly going to have to play a part in their decision-making on what they do in the first round.
2: Yeah. You know what, though? This is what I say, man. You got to win in these rookie contracts. That's why I'm frustrated. You got to win in these rookie contracts because I made a tweet Last year, I said, Trevin Diggs is about to be coming up. Michael Parsons, mm-hmm. I know he played one year, but I already looking at his, as soon as he got drafted, I'm sorry, I already looked at his years of when that contract's coming up because he's going to cost a lot of money and it's going to change the dynamic. And you know Steven Jones will be like, well, we can't sign everybody. We got to sign Michael Parsons. He's going to cost a lot of money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. going to come up. So that's why I get frustrated. That's why I'm pleading to the Cowboys. when in these rookie contracts, please. Because... Yeah. Y'all know like I know, once Michael Parsons and Trevon Diggs come up, it's going to be a problem, y'all.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, when you think of, again, when you talk, you know, you're talking uh, of a rookie defensive player of the year. He's going to be up there in the rankings. So you're talking about a guy who's going to demand oh, again. Premium
2: cost.
0: Yeah, premium <laughs> cost. Trayvon Diggs leads the NFL in interceptions currently. You know, that I think currently because he's still is Yeah, that price is going up. So now, uh, and you think as well that they keep restructuring Dak's contract, which means that when you get further down the line, that cost on the back end of the contract's going up, especially when mm-hmm. you think as well they've got uh, void years in that contract. So you mm-hmm. can pay him for somebody who isn't even on your roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this is at a point, like you say, when Diggs and Parsons are going to be looking at their money. So I just think, and CD Lamb as well, you know, take mm-hmm. that into account. So I just think that the fifth year option certainly has to play a part in their decision making on this. Yeah. I agree. Um yeah, so that's why why I'm not opposed to the idea of wide receiver in the first mm-hmm. round any regardless of it anyway because when you think if you go through the starting wide receivers week 1 at the moment you've got so many empty gaps and question marks mm-hmm. that you are just like what's that going to be thrown into?
1: Um
0: But here's my question then to lead you off, uh, and we'll let you get to the rest of your afternoon there over in sunny Ohio, is um, Big Game James, you are now officially, the the, Jerry Jones has given you the title of GM. You're in the ballroom. Dallas Uh Cowboys on the clock at 24. Mm -hmm. Who are the Dallas Cowboys taking? Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Now bear in mind you're a multimillionaire now because you're a GM. So um you're probably getting some phone calls one off me as well asking for a loan but um what is your pick at 24
2: okay let me let me see Where's my pick at 24
0: yeah completely whatever you like this one what mm. would yours be paul as well by the way straight off the cut give me yours
1: just depends who's left in the boards that's so the big you give me that.
0: Give me a <laughs> pick. come on. I'm I'm
2: I'm I'm gonna give you a pick. Let me go through here. I'm gonna go
1: um, give you a pick. What
0: is it for you this I, week?
1: I will say if both Trevor Pennon, Cyan Johnson, and Kenyon Green are there on the board, I would trade back.
0: Mm-hmm. You could just do like what we did in our mock draft, yeah. You know? Exactly. Can you, take, can you trade back Kenny Green? And here's
1: the thing that could possibly well truly happen. We might actually have a really good tough decision to pick in terms of offensive linemen there. But
0: I would take Trevor Penn in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you want, you attract I,
1: Trevor I, Penn? Okay.
0: I, I would take Trevor Penning, like like I, I, when I we did our WhatsApp, he was available, I, and I was just I,
1: like, take it. I could, I could see why. In case we do get like if something was to happen to Smith, and maybe like if we release him next season or something, like I I get that. But dog, I, I, yeah,
2: yeah, ta- yeah, man. You know what? I don't mean to cut y'all. Uh, Paul, you know what I'm taking. I know y'all gonna y'all gonna trip out. I've been going. You know, I've been having some mock drafts, but I'm gonna keep it real. I'm taking James Wilson, uh, Williams. I know people going to probably be like, "What? I'm taking him? I, dog, he nice. He mm-hmm. nice. I like him a lot. I know he got the ACL. I just keep watching him. I'm like, man, this dude is explosive. And him next to C.D. Lamb, and when Michael Gallup come back, this dude is explosive. I don't know how in the heck he did not play at Ohio State. And he transferred Alabama. I don't know how in the heck he did not play at Ohio State to make him transfer. Dog, he's really good. And if I was a GM, and just like you said, my fifth-year option, I don't care. I'm jumping out there. I'm getting him. and Because I I just feel like, you know what? I know that offensive lineman is there. And I've been feeling offensive line. But I'm—I just keep going back and I keep looking at the depth, and I'm like, I don't have to jump out there and get that guy. I feel like I can get a couple guys and still be okay. We still got yeah. Matt Faranoff. We still got Conor McGovern. Wherever you want to move him around, you still have uh, the uh, ball kid. I need some dynamic on that that receiving core right now.
0: Yeah. That's I, what I'm doing you Here's a sneaky one. I don't know if you're aware of this with Jamison Williams as well. He is a Missouri state champion in the hurdles. Mm. Athletics.
2: His, he, man, his tape is nice. Like he gets up on this defense. He can take the top off the defense, the yards after catch. He really can make this offense dynamic. And I feel like, you know, losing Mari Cooper, we took a step back. You lost to yeah. Cedric Wilson. You're losing guys. You lost to, uh, Malik Turner. You don't, and you still don't know what you have in Simi Fehoko. So yeah. I feel like you got to get this receiver
0: group
1: somebody in there. Well,
0: Jerry he, Judy,
1: that's what it reminds me of. The, the, this is kind of going back to my question in regards to the whole Cooper thing and stuff like that. If we do wide, get yeah, a wide receiver at, at number twenty-four, and what difference does that make? Have, like how much, how many catches he's going to get? Like I'm more worried. Like we're going to treat him the same way as that wide receiver number one, the deep route or whatever. Not like. And that kind of led to the whole demise um, of what happened to cooper you know you know where i'm going with us right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. like that's what i'm worried about i just feel so if we were to draft the right receiver at number one it just feels so it might be slightly get wasted because he might not necessarily be fit for steam or whatever like yeah but, like, like cooper like because clearly uh, Kellen moore has his own ways of doing his offense right. and we yeah, 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 didn't yeah, see yeah. cooper the type of style of receiver he was not to be part of the plans. If we were to get out of a placement similar to Cooper, not just because of the cost factor, how is Kellen going to fit that into his offense? That's the Mm -hmm. question I'm kind of thinking. I
2: know what you're saying. This is where i come with that, Paul. These guys are going to be in their rookie deals and just how you saw how they went and over over the number with a CD Lamb because he's in that rookie contract. I feel like this is the time that they would really push it because Ooh. you saw the Cowboys do when they know a money guy's getting ready to come up. They kind of try to get away from his targets. So I feel like this is going to be a rookie guy. So hey, uh, yeah, give him the ball yeah. as much as you can. And if you're looking at the Cowboys' philosophy, or if you wanted to do this, you could just say. Every year we're going to get a receiver because when your contract comes up, we're just going to move on from you. And because we already got another guy to take yeah. your place, you can have that thought and that philosophy every single year because you never <laughs> want to be out of receivers. So you never yeah. have to feel like you're paying those guys all that extra money because once yeah. it comes around that four years, we already got another guy right behind you. So when you walk, it's all he's going to step right into your position.
0: Almost mm. like a sort of a, a running back philosophy. Yeah, like so.
2: a like a factory. Like as yeah, soon as yeah. we draft a top guy, we're getting another guy behind you. So if you want that big money, eh, OK, well, you're gone and we're going to you know what I'm saying? That's what use them up that's and you use. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 100 um, percent. But there we go, then. That is uh, all the time we have for you. We've got a bit longer than we planned. So,
2: kid, y'all love me, I love you, it's okay We, 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 <laughs> <love you. laughs> well, well, we do appreciate
0: you coming on me And um, I know I spoke to you about The draft day shows yes, I know sir. you've got your own plans uh, yes, sir. As well. But if you get a minute come. And oh I'm making that happen
2: and- dog You ain't even gotta say it. I'm making that happen
0: yeah, well, no, we'd love to have you. Uh, I know last year we tried to get you on and it all uh, it all went wrong. I know you was at the But it's gone.
2: And- it's gone. This time, because like I said, it was kind of weird how everything was going, the dynamic. But I've already put people in, in the bug in their ears about what I'm going to do. So I don't even <laughs> think I'm going to even be working. I'm going to have vacation. So uh, last oh, my time I, the work was in the way, but I've already set it to where I'm going to have vacation on them days. So we're going to have fun.
0: Yeah, um, but make sure guys you follow these are all the content creators, including there he is over there, like on the right, Big Game yes, James. Sir. Make sure you follow his YouTube channel, social media. Um, what's the ad for you, Big Game James?
1: Uh, would you say, how do people find you on social yeah.
2: media? oh you just uh go just type in you can type in big game james on youtube it'll come right up you'll see me on facebook uh big game james you'll see my face just like that twitter is big game james as well you'll see pretty much that face that you see right there and you can follow me on all three of those platforms that's really the the main three platforms that i really go hard on uh so just check me out we just try to talk as real as we can and have fun so i appreciate you guys once again bringing me on i had a great time like always i really enjoy you guys i really respect what you guys uh bring to the table man and i really appreciate it i'm always humble when you guys are uh, asked to have me come on i really am grateful uh, that you guys do bring me on and i mean that from the bottom of my heart
0: man, but, uh, you we're, know, no
1: we're, we're absolutely honored to have you on the show it's, it goes it goes both ways my friend. <laughs> yeah. And you, you yes, know
0: yeah, we get in touch with you and you know when we say it, we put on there with our, our great friend yes sir no you truly are it's been one of those things where the relationship is built over time and we do uh yes sir i love how, everything
2: you guys do i really I, like i said i really respect how you guys go hard in the paint the great uh <laughs> guests that you have really how you guys reach out to everybody within uh, us in the youtube community and uh you know i just really like you guys are really respectful you guys are knowledgeable and i just really always have a good time with you guys so anytime you always hit me up i always try to make a a way to make that happen because i love coming on with <laughs> you guys
0: yeah uh, we love having you around mate and uh yeah so if you can come on with us at some point during that marcus as you've seen bluff city cowboy spoke to him and he was just yes, like sir. yeah i'm there so uh, that's <laughs> a lot of fun. uh but we'll that's get all, all, the, all the other regular people from cowboys media in and other creators uh spoke to law funnily enough and uh, yes sir He's uh, trying to get something sorted of, and boss cowboy as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, a lot of fun, a lot of people lined up. But uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining. Up to you if you want to stay around for our, our draft day uh, advert we got playing in the moment. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, we've, got be,
1: we've got to be advert for the draft day now. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, we'll, we'll, we'll let you stick around for that if you want to. Um, but from ourselves, UK Cowboys, that is it for this week. We'll be back Tuesday i think we're looking at tight ends six tight ends i believe i'm not sure um but then we've got a special guest as well Straight next week right. which we'll announce next week uh but have a safe weekend have a great time and we'll see you on the other end folks
1: see Peace. you later, guys
0: Okay, you can count the dragons that I slayed You can give it all you got Cause love is running through my veins Oh, this line can't be tamed There's fire in my blood